weeks man it's been far too long hello joe welcome welcome back to the beast monkey podcast what's been happening i well i mean it's it's wednesday night i've just finished work um i've spent most of the last two weeks making a short film for the lights canberra action film festival um where you they give you 10 items or locations and you have 10 days to put together a film which can be up to seven minutes in length and so I did that, um, started Friday a week ago, and it finished um, two days ago on Monday. I finished it at 5am Monday morning, then got three hours sleep and went to work. And I still, you can probably tell by looking at me, am exhausted. So it's on Vimeo right now, yeah. Sorry? It's on Vimeo. It's on Vimeo right now with the hidden link. Um, what, do you, what do you reckon about me putting that up on the, on the website? Yeah, you can definitely do that. I just found out today that it didn't make the top 12 finals, so it can be viewed at leisure by anyone and anywhere. That, that's because those competitions uh, are culturally biased anyway. <laughs> definitely. So you were never going to make it? No, no, they were never going to let um, let me in with my, my hardcore whatever I am. They just find that repulsive. I think the key is that like my film... Essentially, if I had to put it in a category, it would be a music video for a poem. So it didn't have a traditional film structure of any sort. I think it's certainly entertaining to watch or interesting to watch. So what's the equivalent of, of Khan here in Australia? Or the uh, the equivalent of, um, what, what do they call it? The Sundance or anything That's like it, that? Sundance, yeah. uh, I don't know of any. <clears throat> I'm sure there are. I'm sure there's a Sydney Film Festival and a Melbourne Film Festival. I can't think of any. You'd think there'd be like a Byron Bay one or something like that or a Cairns, like mm. Cairns. Um, you'd need it to be a place like Byron Bay or St Kilda. I don't know. Somewhere. That's a good idea. You should start up your own oh. film festival. Just call it the Cairns and like put two A's in Cairns and, and then host it up in Cairns. That would be pretty funny. I think that'd be a lot of work. There's, you know how many film festivals exist in the world? I logged onto a website looking for a place to put my ostentatious documentary and they said in the next year there are, guess how many film festivals coming up in, and it's a global website where you upload your things and you can in, in, enter them via this portal. Guess how many you could access through this one website? Mm. 6,000 film festivals. <laughs> That's crazy. 6,000. There's, and there's so many, um, I mean, there's so many pe- people putting content up on, on things like Vimeo and uh, YouTube and uh, even with podcasting. I mean, there are just so many freaking people doing podcasting. Now. Yeah. It's, it's insane. I know. People think they can just get in front of a mm. microphone and talk. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I know. How dare they? <laughs> those ironic pieces of shit. Yeah, no, it's, um, so anyway, yeah, very busy two weeks. Um, I'm still recovering. I 
got into work about 9.40 on average for the last three days. Just have, still. You, have you checked what your average sleep has been over the last week and a bit? Oh, it's not been good. Well, usually it's been all right. It's been similar during the week. It was just the weekend. I didn't catch up. I got up early or went to bed really late. And on Sunday night, I pretty much didn't sleep. So it's it was probably the same during the week. Just really bad on the weekend when I usually get about 10 or 12 hours to catch up. But... On top of that, I did two stand-up comedy open mics as well, the Tuesday and the Sunday. So, and I had to learn those from scratch because I try and do a new new five minutes every every open mic. So that was psychological, like intellectually exhausting. My brain, I don't use my brain enough, and so doing something like that, I found it mm. quite tiring. So I was either learning my stand-up or editing, or learning my stand-up or editing, or walking the dogs, listening to a recording of my stand-up so I could memorize it, which I'm doing now for the next Tuesday's one as well. Uh, which hopefully I haven't found out if I've got a spot because it's quite competitive just even getting on the, some of these open mics when you email them they're like oh no we're full because so many mm. people want to do it so hopefully I can get on Civic Pub for next Tuesday night Civic Pub? Okay. Yeah well it's the one from the front but the front's being renovated So, so when's that? Tuesday night at 7.30 next week Okay Upstairs at the Civic Pub it's okay. for me easily the best or best suited to comedy out of all the venues. I like the Phoenix, but it's the Phoenix. Well, there's more beer, right? So, Well, I mean, I probably know more than the Phoenix. Um, but the front, I didn't. I don't mind the front, but it doesn't feel like a stand-up comedy club. It feels like a fishbowl. You've just got this giant glass window there and people walk past and look in and it's interesting. I, I don't mind it, but I've only done that once. Uh, Smith's is up and down, but the crowd is quite old there, so you have to really hit the nail on the head with what the topics are or they're not interested and I'm the probably not good enough to be funny with any topic. Myths has a weird vibe to it. Some days it's amazing and some days it's rough. Like you, when you came and saw me that time, that was all right. Apart from the idiot that was sitting in the middle there making noise and just carrying on with his conversation. Everyone's just looking at him going, oh, dude, just... I always find those people quite up. funny when everyone else is being quiet and they're just talking full volume. It's insane. Like, oh, I don't care. It's like, well, <coughs> sure, you don't care. Cool. Why don't you care? Actually, that just reminds me of one time, I think it was... I can't remember what movie we were watching, but we went to the cinema with Altry. Altry was there. This was before he moved to Melbourne. And there was this guy on the... I think he might have been Star Wars. And there was a guy on the phone. He was having like a, yeah. this full conversation. And, and Altry, you know, who's like this really chilled out, nice guy, has I his moments of rage. I refer to as the nicest human being I've ever met. Until he gets angry. Well, even his yeah. anger is justified. True. But he unleashed on this guy and it was quite a sight and I saw him do the same thing at this uh, Cool Keith uh, concert at a UC bar not too cool Keith right not too cool no and and he uh, there was this idiot that looked like Silent what is it Silent Jay and Bob Silent Bob Silent Bob yeah who's the short one with the long hair is Silent that, is that Bob? Bob yeah that's Silent yeah. Kevin looked, Smith who had a heart attack about a week ago right he's still alive but yeah go on yeah a guy looked exactly like that. Yeah, yeah, and he was just dancing like an absolute tool yeah. and just slamming into everyone because oh, he was yeah, probably yeah, off his yeah. nut. And then Aldry just like slammed this guy. And, and yeah, so there's a couple of other occasions I can think of in, in school where he did the same thing. But yeah. Yeah. Aldry, good guy. Good guy. We he's should get him guy. on the podcast we should. If, um, we should. when he's coming through town. Need, need to figure out how to, how to do this podcast while having people... Right, come in remotely and not have it sound like shit. I heard one 
the other day i can send it to you where they were doing it it was two hosts like you and me doing it mm. and it sounded like they're in the same room but they were doing it over skype or over some and it sounded good it sounded like they were in the same room they had to say that they weren't before right, before, before you, could, you tell. could tell which i think is pretty impressive i think one of the main problems when people do it via skype is the person on the other end doesn't have a proper microphone yeah, and they're using like a bloody you know, standard phone headset, which I've seen, right? And well, even without a headset, like sometimes they're just using the inbuilt computer, the yeah. laptop inbuilt microphone, and that's obviously going to sound awful with a lot of background noise and distortion, and then you're feeding it through the just you know the the compression of the the yeah. video program. Mark uh, Mark Sisson, you know Mark Sisson, the guy who I know who authored you know. Yeah, the yeah. Um, uh, the the blueprint. What's it called? The um the primal blueprint. Yes. Right, so yeah. He's written a fantastic book called Primal Endurance as well as Primal Blueprint. And, you know, he's, he's got, got a podcast, business, a bo- bunch of books, yeah. His podcast sounds like shit. All right, for a guy who's making a living out of this and he's quite renowned, yeah. um, you'd think he'd be able to at least afford some yeah, $300 mics or something. I like think that. some people, they hold their mic, they plug in, they get their phone and you can get those little microphones that plug into the bottom of your, mm. your jack on your phone and they just talk into that and that's all they do. It sounds like shit. Well, they still get subscribers. People don't seem to care. I'm surprised by that. I care. Do you still listen? No, I've stopped listening. I've boycotted. Because of the sound yeah, quality. Now, these days, if I come across a podcast, and I don't care how good it is, if the sound quality is not good enough, I just refuse to listen. Yeah, to I've been listening to one, you know, uh, Ross Noble, the comedian with the long hair from Scotland or from wherever, North, North England. He comes to Australia quite a lot. He might be married to an Australian woman. He's quite funny. Um, he's in a pod, He does a podcast called Potting on the Ritz with uh, one of my favourite musical West End actors called Hadley Fraser and it's hilarious. It's one of the funniest podcasts I've ever seen, heard. But the audio is really quiet. The, the sound quality is not too bad but I have to turn it up almost to maximum on any device I'm on. Maybe they're doing it on a Windows Operating system. <laughs> They're doing something wrong. It's bizarre, but it's a very, very good podcast. Anyone who's looking for a bit of a left left of field comedy podcast, Potting on the Ritz is ridiculous. But actually, mm. just on the the Windows thing. So <clears throat> obviously, I use both now. And more recently, getting into the Apple thing. Yeah. And I've got a few questions about that, but go on first. I'm, I'm loving it, man. Like uh, compared to my my Mac experience from the early 2000 era. Oh yeah. Which yeah. I mean, that that was just rubbish. Mm. I, I thought ugh, I couldn't Ooh. stand Max, but mm. but now, man, they're um just just it's just nice, and and everything is functional. You know, you don't really have to screw around with stuff to get it to work right. Like you know, we're yeah. using Audacity here to do this podcast, which is you know a free download, and you know I've plugged in all these other bits and pieces into one US, USB port at the back, and and bang, it just and it works. just works, doesn't yeah. it? And it works well. Yeah. It's not just yeah. oh this is okay, but it'd be cool if we could do something better. The sound quality is fine. Yep, we haven't had any errors where it's like oh this is broken. Everything when there's a problem, we go oh we haven't switched something on. We're not not ever thinking oh there's an unknown error with the computer that we have to restart for or anything it's like been that. So, in fact, it's been so good that I might be getting myself an iPhone because my phone. Is a it's 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 an Android which yep. I've, you know, I've been using the Android platform for for, for a while for, for friggin' ages now. Yeah, yeah. And um and while they've always been fantastic, uh, and I've been using the uh, hey Rocky, silly boy. He's a funny dog. He's a beautiful um, boy. 
eight. Yeah, you've been using the Android for a while. Yeah. So the 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 problem now is is that the Nexus six P and because now they've got the Pixel, so the six P. Hold on a second. Hold on. Can you grab? Can you grab Fat Boy? I look at him. He's excited because you're here, Chris. Um. Anyway, so. We can edit that. Yeah, that's cool. No, it's. Just leave it. Um, <laughs> so, Oreo, which is the latest uh, operating system that they've done, is the last one they're going to do for the 6P. And they called I've it Oreo? This, this major um, battery drain problem now. And I suspect it's deliberate because they're going to try and force me to buy their new latest and greatest product. That's and, a bit of a shame, isn't it? And yeah, I'm, I'm over it. Well, I have to say, for all Apple's problems, and there are obviously myriad problems, I have had very little problem with my iPhone. Hold on a sec, dude. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get Fatty out of the room because look, he's making a mess. Hold on. Hey, come here, you. That's right. Ah. It's pretty cute. All he wants to do is play. He's like, oh, I'll go hang out with the boys upstairs. I found them. Here they are. And he's all excited. He's an attention seeker. Can't blame him. The, the baby of the family. All right. So you were saying. Oh, yes. My iPhones. So I've had two iPhones. I bought my first one in 2010. I think I had it for four or five years. It lasted. It still works. It's still fine. Um, I could use it as an iPod. It can't run the latest apps and the latest operating system. But I probably could install that stuff. It was like maybe an iPhone 4 or a 4S. I've now got like a 6S Plus, which I used to replace that four or five years later. I've had that now for two years or three years. Probably now in, my, in the middle of my third year with it. And it's been fine. It works fine. Yep. It's functional. The battery's still lasting. I haven't had it plugged in for maybe four or five hours. It's still got 70%. So, yeah, I I know the problem with my phone isn't it's not the hardware, it's the stupid software on it. Yes. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, oh, so there's I never anything the wrong with the hardware. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's always the software. So I might give an iPhone a go and and see what that experience is like. But I'm expecting it's going to be pretty good. If you get the the X, I would think it would be quite. So what's the difference between the X and the other one anyway? The X is like a deluxe model where the the eight is just the next step up from the seven S, and it's good but it's in that same linear pattern but the x they've sort of jumped a few because obviously there is no linear progression with technology they release it to us in steps so they can make more money but they've got the technology for stuff further down the line already and i think they saw an option where other companies are starting to release these deluxe phones and so they went oh we better release a two-stage thing here where we've got our normal linear progression at the normal price range and then we charge a little bit more or a lot more for a deluxe model like a luxury phone. And that's what the X is. And that's with, what the X with is. With no button and no headphone jack. It's, well, neither, none of them have got headphone jacks, but you just right. get a little, um, or you either get Bluetooth headphones. Well, my brother-in-law, um, uh, Hong An's brother, Tommy, yeah. I had a look at his because he bought it. And um, I mean, the screen looks amazing. Hmm. But the screens on pretty much all their devices look really good. And I kind of, to an extent, regret, look, the air is awesome. Yeah. But I, 
kind of wish I'd bought the Pro because the screen... Yeah. I, I had no idea that this thing didn't come with a retina. I just wasn't paying attention. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've just got the Pro recently. I just edited my Lights, Camera, Action film on it and it's pretty amazing. Just the entry level is pretty amazing. But they do cost a grand more. Oh, you bought that? When did you get that? The I MacBook. told you about that. Yeah, MacBook Pro, um, just the entry level, the 13-inch. Okay. I've got that currently set up at my house on a 19-inch a monitor next to it, I think. So I've just got a double awesome. monitor set up. Fairly basic, but I just got the entry level with double RAM. That's all. I, I figure you basically get... Oh, you did mention that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I either get the entry level model with the double the RAM when I'm buying something or I get the one just below the very top model. Those, that's where I think the best bargains lay. Like if you get the very, very top model, they gank you because they know, oh, you'll just spend anything. So you get the second from the top roughly and that's where you get the best price versus... Like, you know, when you're upgrading your RAM... Mm. It'll go 200, 400, and then to get the next stage, it'll be 1600. That final step is always triple the price because they know that there's someone who will always pay it. So you get the top, the second from the top is where you get the the best value for money, I think. But I couldn't afford that this time, so I just went entry level and doubled the rent. But, but it does a job. It does a pretty good job. I mean, I'm editing um, 1080p full HD video in real time with uh, no rendering time. It does that all automatically. I only got 128 gig SSD with it. Uh, so I have just a one terabyte USB-C hard drive attached, which is fine. And because um, this video project, five minutes long, the final project, guess how much footage I had for it in size? I'm sure you had hours. About 200 gig of raw footage to make a five minute video what's that in, in in total hours of footage that you recorded there? oh yeah i don't even know how much because i was filming in 50 frames a second which takes double the space yeah okay i got a bunch of footage sent uh from my girlfriend which was amazing up in northern territory and that that footage really helped as well well really helped it was half the film in the end it was amazing but uh yeah no it's it takes up a lot of space the Sony Codex, the RX100 Mark III pocket camera that I used for the film, just takes amazing footage, but the compression ratio is amazing. Once on my phone, on my camera, it doesn't take up that much space, but when you upload it to the computer in a format that can be edited, it it is huge. Yep. I've got a race coming up on Sunday, and I'm just thinking of um recording it on my GoPro. So I've only ever recorded one previous race before. Oh, and your GoPro 5 Hero? No, it's a session. Yeah, the the session, sorry. The 5 session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I'm thinking of doing that. Would you face it forwards or face it towards you? Uh, Because I would love if you filmed six hours of a race and it's just your face. It's just my face. (laughs) The look of pain. And film it at 60 frames a second and slow it down to half speed. Actually, yeah, that that, that might be pretty cool actually. But uh, just just thinking back to that, that race that I did a few weeks mm-hmm. ago at Newcastle. The first, like, third of the race, yeah. I was completely in the zone. Yeah. And because fatigue hadn't set... When you say first third, let's tell everyone how many hours that is if they're not aware of how long this race was. So, it was a seven-hour race. Yeah. So, and the first was, two hours and 20 minutes, you were fine. Yeah, like, just completely in the zone, not fatigued, felt, you know, really yeah. relaxed. And, um, like, it was genuine. I, I, I was in my mind. I was actively thinking, hey, this is, like, so much fun and I'm... I'm really enjoying this. That's awesome. And then, you know, sort of at the mid- midway point, it was kind of like, oh, Jesus Christ, this is <laughs> starting to hurt. And and that's where, you, like, you know, I lost concentration for like two seconds and I came off the bike. Yeah. 
But um, yeah, it'd be funny to record that. Well, uh, you know what I think would be great? <coughs> the problem is, is just that the battery doesn't last that long. But yeah, sorry. I think what would be great is if you had... Well, I wonder if there's a, a, battery, prob- a battery solution for that. But what I think would be great... And it's built in. <coughs> ...would be um, two GoPro sessions, one facing forwards and one facing backwards. And when you edit it, the, f- the video of you is maybe one third of the screen or like you know a picture in picture mm. so you can always see your face and your reaction but you can also watch the race as it's happening that would be pretty cool and and the cool thing about the session is that they don't weigh much and yeah. it's not that bulky right so oh, you could easily so it's not going to weigh the bike down no so you could easily really. you could have 10 on the bike and you wouldn't really i don't know about 10 but 10 would be pretty you could film in 3d 10 10 percent would would you know or, or 10 would result in a, a 10 percent performance loss so. <laughs> how about a, a virtual reality experience Get one of those Google 3D cameras that they use to do Google Earth and wear that on your helmet. That would be pretty cool. And people could be in the race with you. Actually, it wasn't that long ago that I remember rocking up to a race and I saw this dude with like a full handycam on his helmet. It's quite funny, isn't it? A full handycam yeah, on with, helmet. Yeah, with like a, you know, a, a mount. This was before people were, you know... Using running action, around with action GoPros cams. and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. Action yeah, cams have really... Technology is well, just insane. It is funny because they're basically uh, a phone camera with a better lens and a bigger battery, I think. Mm. These little action cameras, but they're, they're so good. Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah, the and footage they getting get better and better. It's crazy. But it's amazing as well. They're so small. The next cameras up that are a little bit bigger are then way better again. Sony yeah. have just released the A7 Mark III for three grand for just the body. And if you know how to use it, you can get cinema quality film. It's a full frame sensor and you can just make, it'll look as good as any film. And it's three grand. See if you can explain this to me. There's there's movies that are shot in digital. Yeah. Like take take like the, the sort of more recent Bollywood films where they use high grade, high definition uh, cameras. Yeah. And... They look incredibly sharp. Um, I think most Hollywood movies kind of look that like that as well. But then there's there's a level of smoothness that makes these things look real, almost like like a like an old school sort of handycam home video, right? Where mm. it just looks different to what a traditional film would look like. What yes. is that? Is that the frame? That's the frame per second. Yeah. Right. So so basically, the higher the frame rate, the more fluid and realistic it looks, as opposed to like what the thirty frames per second. Twenty-four frames a second is the standard film. Right. Um, what you would make if you were making shooting on film, the average film is going to be twenty-four frames a second. Okay. Which I mean is a lot of frames, but gives it a different look. It gives it that stuttery look that mm. in the future, you know, when we look back at films from a hundred years ago and they're all black and white and stuttery. I just remembered another thing I did on the weekend, but I'll talk to you about that in a second. Um, it makes it all stuttery and um, we go, oh, that's a film from the 30s or 40s. We can tell because it just looks old. 50 years from now when they're shooting everything in 240 frames a second, they'll look back at films from now and go, you can tell when that's from. 240 frames per second. That's crazy. It is crazy. Saturday, I completely forgot about this. Screen ACT, which is uh, a film... Mm. organization funded by ACT government at least in part I think totally we're running a session with a, a director from the United States well he's born in Jamaica moved to the New Jersey when he was four years old 
I guess you call him African American. Um, black, black Jamaican, born parents. Uh, um, when his dad died when he was four, his mum moved the family over there, and he's a professor at the New York University or New York Film Academy or whatever it's called. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, one of the most prestigious film schools in the world, and Screen ACT uh, had a, th- a thing where you could apply to go to this little masterclass that he ran on Saturday. He's in town, the embassy, US embassy brought him over to do some sharing of culture or something like that. And I sent along a little application saying what I was working on right now, the screenplay I'm working on, what I've done in the past, and got accepted as one of the 20 people who could come along. And I wasn't expecting that much. I sort of did it as something to do, but I was expecting him to be quite rigid, quite film schooly, and all that stuff. And he was like, starts out, he's like, I can't teach anyone how to direct. You have to decide how you're going to direct your films. He just basically told stories about what he had done in the past. Feature films he'd made, he made one over in, uh, in Rwanda about the genocide. He made a bunch of other films around the place and he showed us his first ever student film and all of his stuff was really good. But it was just about the stories and about him connecting with the, the other people there. It was really interesting. But he was cool. He was cool as Ulrich Brown, if you look him up. He's got some really cool little speeches and seminars on YouTube and little videos he's done. Really, really interesting guy. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I'll send you a link. It's pretty cool. I'd forgotten. I was so busy, I forgot I did that as well. This was last Saturday. Last Saturday. Well, in between editing my own movie and learning the stand-up, I went along and did this five-hour or six-hour masterclass at um, Screen Canberra, Screen ACT. Yeah. So you've had a uh, a crazy busy uh, period of creativity. Yeah, I hope. It, well, that's the goal is to keep it up. Yeah. Obviously, get a little bit more sleep, but not to stop. Yeah. Not stop. That's the goal. So, getting to where I'm at right now, I wish I'd done a whole lot more, but I guess I've experienced a lot of stuff I wouldn't have experienced if I had been making films and doing comedy and doing all that. What do you mean you wish you'd done a lot more? You mean you're sort of looking back in your life and you... you I wish I'd started... I wish when I went along, when me, Raf and my brother went along to um, Poetry Slams in 2006, I wish we'd instead gone to open mic comedy nights. Right. Because I was at these Poetry Slams trying to be funny. Hijacking... uh, Well, I wouldn't say hijacking. They said anyone's welcome and I definitely was reading poems. I wasn't reading out well, like stand-up comedy. They were they were funny poems. Culturally biased. <laughs> a lot of people at the Poetry Slams liked us. A lot of people hated us. They used to turn my mic off every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> but I, at the same time, you, know, you would always, there would be people who liked it. And there was a few yelling arguments that went on between people in the crowd about something we were doing. Not us doing that. But if they turn my mic off, I wouldn't stop. I get a loud enough voice. I'd just keep going. I know that sounds, it sounds funny. It's a crazy story. I would hate for anyone to take that out of context as though I was doing anything wrong. I don't think I was. They were quite obnoxious, the people running it at the time in certain ways. I'm when, sure they had their own agenda, but... Weren't they ANU students, art students? Oh, I'm sure they were. But, I, yeah, there was... The funniest person I ever met described the person who ran it as someone whose face looked like a brown paper bag full of peanuts that got left out in the rain. And that imagery stuck stuck with me. I don't actually know. The guy had the personality to match as well. He was just, he would tell someone that they can go on and then he just wouldn't put them on because he didn't want, didn't like their poetry. 
They wow. were, it was all very inclusive until you didn't do what they wanted you to do. Mm. And then it wasn't inclusive at all. They're like, hey, everyone's welcome, except for you. <laughs> except if you say anything we yeah. don't like. Join in, join in, everyone free speech. Woo, not, not you. Yep. You go over there. So that was interesting. So I found that, I found myself, I don't know, it was cool. We had some really, the thing is, I say it like it's a bad thing. There were some really cool nights. It was really interesting at times. But I wish that I'd been going along to stand-up comedy back then and just didn't stop in retrospect. Obviously, like I said, I don't wish that because my life's gone a certain way instead and I wouldn't change anything that I've got right now. <clears throat> but like I was saying, I just want to keep going now that I'm doing stuff, that I feel like I'm doing stuff. Yeah. Cool, man. And this is good too. Oh, this is amazing. This is so fun. Yeah. This is crazy. I feel like it's like a cheat. <laughs> it's like, how do we get to do this? It's pretty cool. We've got millions of listeners. What have you been up to the last couple of weeks? What have I been up to? Because your race was a couple of weeks ago. What have you been doing since? It was, well, just playing around with um, with, with, my, with my diet and my training, uh, you know, trying to uh, keep a balanced life, I guess. Let's go diet first. What did you do after your race to get your shit back in order? What I, I've actually been eating too much. Because I've been riding a lot, so I'm getting really hungry, and I'm overeating. Have you put on weight? So I have put on a little. Like, probably uh, my average weight is about maybe just under seventy three now. Now, for context, seventy three. I saw a video of you where you were about eighty from about a year and a half ago. No, I wasn't okay. that heavy. Well, what like seventy seven, something like that. Yeah. You looked like you're ten years older than you do now. Blew my mind. Crazy. Anyway, it's I keep getting younger every year. Right? <laughs> it's, it's amazing being under age backwards. So. So yeah, just just making tweaks. Right now, I'm just trying to control my calories because I've just been overeating, and it's not like I've I've felt hungry and I've eaten until I'm not hungry anymore. Good but, food, but then I'm yeah, good food. Eating good stuff. Just too what many type calories. of things are you eating for the audience? Okay, so Mars uh, bars, Milky Ways, uh, no, just, just, just good fats. Um, you know, good nuts, li- good lean proteins, so eggs, yeah, nuts, eggs, kale, coconut spinach, oils, coconut oil, yeah, avocado. Um, I I. I fucking love coconut milk. Mm. Love it. That stuff is just addictive. And um, yeah, like I put that in a shake and I blend it up and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, that, that that stuff is just addictive because awesome. it tastes so good. But um, cacao, Did you have a shake today? Um, sure did. What did you put in it? So I put about a couple of blackberries. Ooh, and I've been doing blackberries lately because... Love blackberries. Lowering carbs. Yeah, and, and more antioxidants and what than what do. than blueberries than blueberries. Yep. Wow, is that true? Yep, yep, and lowering carbs. There's one thing they're missing. I can't remember that Rhonda Patrick, who's been on Joe Rogan's podcast and she does her own Found My Fitness podcast, talks yep. about one thing they've got that dark grapes also have, but maybe the blackberries have that, that as well. Yeah, I think they do. I don't but know any of these massive thirty-letter name. But you know, just to keep things interesting, right? So I'm not yeah, doing mix blueberries, it up, of course. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and I occasionally might throw in some raspberries in there as well. Um, yeah, so I put avocado in there, put the coconut milk, put the cacao, chia seeds, hemp seeds. Wow, that's uh, hemp that's protein. so complicated right now. That's awesome. I love it. Hemp protein and I think that's about it. Um, and it tastes delicious. And then I do my beef broth soup every day almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I do my dinner. And dinner this evening was amazing. Sausages. It was amazing. Uh, Who cooked that? Uh, my mum. That was amazing. Tell her I said thank you. Is she gone? It was, it was freaking good. Yeah, it she's was gone out somewhere. Pretty damn good. Tomato and lettuce salad. So as a contrast, you yum, listed yum, about yum, 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 16 yum, ingredients there for that. That's I'm probably overdoing it. No, no, I don't think so. I think it's amazing. No, I think I am. What? I think I'm, I'm just adding way too much shit in there because... Either way, listen so to this. Because it's delicious, right? Yeah, yeah. But, but at the same time, I'm probably consuming too many calories. So tomorrow is payday. 
So me, I'm at the point where I need to buy a bunch of stuff. My mm. smoothie this morning was a bunch of frozen uh, berries, like mixed berries, which was the cheapest thing I could get. It was like on sale half price for $4 at the supermarket. <laughs> and spinach. And a little bit of instant coffee because I was exhausted. And that was it. That's all I had. Was it good? It was amazing. Like it was really good greens. Like it was silver beet spinach and it had like strawberries, blackberries, blueberries, raspberries all in the one mix, frozen. And it was, I mean, I'm not saying it's bad, but I would love to be having the chia seeds and the hemp seeds and all the different things. I need to restock up all those things and throw in a handful of almonds and pecans. Have you ever put pecans in your... Yeah, seeds? man. Oh. Yeah, man. Oh. Walnuts. Walnuts. I'll tell you the greatest thing you've got to try. I invented this. I'm sure it had been invented before. I made this late last year um, for a dear, dear friend. You get your smoothie maker and you put in like a handful of hazelnuts, two handfuls of hazelnuts, two tablespoons of cacao, a handful of dates, and then a bit of hot water. And you blend that up. And it's the most amazing hot chocolate you have ever had in your life. It tastes creamy mm. and rich. It's basically like Nutella. It's hazelnuts and dates and um, and cacao. Like you get organic fresh dates from the markets. Take the seeds out, put those in. Oh, It sounds oh. really, really good. It's that reminds me also. Obscene. Someone recommended doing kind of what I do, mm-hmm. but basically avocado, coconut milk. Oh, avocado, yeah. Uh, and and dark chocolate. Avo- like, avocado, I love it. Yeah, because it adds that that smooth sort of texture to it, um, and makes it makes it taste fatty, right? And the word and I think you're filling. going for is velvety. Velvety. Yep. It adds a velvety texture to it. It's pretty bloody good. Which I love pretty bloody good oh how good are smoothies i love smoothies and i and i went to jb a couple of weeks ago and got a smoothie i was running (laughs) i was running this piece of shit blender it was like 250 watts right and things were just not blending it was rubbish so wow some piece of shit from yeah 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 so i went to jb and and what did you get uh, 1200 watts baby 1200 you got watts. The, the magic board 10 seconds the, no, no, it's the not board? a fancy brand it's just I, I went what's what's the strongest one you've got how much was it like 70 bucks oh wow discounted because um, I bought a microwave as well because the other one broke but 1200 watts because yeah. even the ninja's like only a thousand yeah 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 and I just and there's nothing fancy about it right it's like no, it's, no, it's yeah. got it's got a it's got a big um big uh, what do you call it is it a traditional style blender what's it look yeah, like yeah pretty much it's not like one of those bullet ones yeah, it's like a bullet one. Oh, okay, because I got a neutral bullet. It's twelve hundred watts it, too. Yeah, very similar. Right, yeah. but but at a fraction of the cost, and there's no different modes. Or it's basically yeah, yeah. You just flick. Yeah, mine's just on off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and ten seconds. That's all you boom, need. It's all done. <laughs> yeah. Um, occasionally, I might throw in some nuts in there as well. But yeah, anyway. So so that's that's what I've been eating. That's what I eat. Uh, training lots of long k's and really enjoying my riding. When you say long k's, we're talking a hundred kilometers. Yeah, I'm doing hundred plus rides now. Uh, on weekends. Can Sunday. I just clarify as well? Um, you did a race the other day, which you won in your age group and category group, yeah, and all vet, that. Vets, yeah. But you rode how many kilometers from home to the race? Uh, probably, it's about a 30 minute ride. You rode for 30 minutes to the race. Did won, the race. And won the race. Rode home. Yeah. That's yeah. like, I've got and, a basketball game on. I'm going to dribble the basketball to the basketball stadium. <laughs> Play the basketball game and, and then, and then run dribbling. home dribbling the ball. It's probably not the same thing, but it's funny. Look, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not breaking 
you know speed records or anything but i feel really comfortable on the bike and i'm having a lot of fun are you the best you are you better than you've ever been i think my endurance absolutely yeah um and pain-free it's just nice to be riding pain-free that that's the biggest thing okay. in every all the changes that I've made, and that's you know, joints we're talking about right now. Isn't yeah, it? lower back, man. I mean, yeah. I've, been, I've just been suffering from lower back pains me, for ages. Let's touch on joints for a minute. I have a bit of a gluten intolerance, mm. and I was experimenting with eating a little bit of bread in the past couple of weeks. <laughs> My ankles and knees were like I was ten years older or five years yeah, ago, man, all over again. It's fucked up. Headaches, <laughs> tired, poor decision making, yep. fatigue. Uh, fluid retention oh or everything yeah. everything hey think of something bad it happened except for like like any form of like human to human abuse of some sort no anything that might happen to my body that was bad and I was still doing cold showers still walking the dogs still stretching still doing all the stuff I do and still eating a lot of good food but this processed carbohydrate was just messing me yeah. up and yeah. I I'm doing a test I think I've going away over Easter but I'll book it in for after that where I think I have to eat the equivalent of two pieces of bread a day for a month before they can do an endoscopy to check if I've got some form of celiac I had a blood test done and the doctor said you are it's coming back as a negative for the traditional celiac test but your genes they did a gene test and my genes I've got the two genes that 95% 95% of celiacs have. So one of the things that I thought was quite interesting in, in this book that I read called 10% Human mm-hmm. was that according to, to some research, I don't know, that most people, the vast majority, this is in like in that sort of 90% of people yeah. are, are, are celiac. It's it's just degrees. Degrees of degrees of it. So yes. kind of like the same thing with gluten, right? We're all... Yeah it's actually just not good for us full stop yeah, yeah. right and and some people are more you know tolerant than than others so if you grew up in the south of italy you may be able to eat pasta every day your whole life and be yeah, fine if, if all your ancestors have been eating yeah. pasta for ages that's especially probably if you're getting okay. that good quality spell exactly unprocessed yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and you know different strands of wheat all those things come yeah. into play the soil mm. environmental fact all of that but so definitely yeah um yeah, so I think so. I think fundamentally, I'd I'd probably agree with that. I think it's it's just not generally not good for us, and and some people you know are more tolerant than others. Yeah. And I, yeah, I mean you've experienced it firsthand. The moment you sort of reintroduce that into your diet, you just don't feel so good anymore. But the moment so, I get rid of it, I feel amazing again. Yeah. Look look at my mum. So my mum's my mum's what now? She's sixty eight ish, and you know I've been for ages getting her mum to stop eating so much fucking bread and cheese and sugar and shit. stop eating that shit it's not good for you yeah and um you know she you know finally paid attention to it that it takes advice. a while to get them to doesn't it? i've been trying to get my mom to do yeah. similar yep she's lost a ton of weight she's feeling really good she goes out for walks every day with uh, the dogs she doesn't have blood pressure problems wow. uh, with, with my dad yeah uh, yeah rarely with the dogs because we do that um and the inflammation is something that I can physically see now. Like she looks younger because her face doesn't look so puffy anymore. This is what I'm telling you about yeah. this footage of you from 18 months ago. Yeah. 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 Sitting it's around just, a table. I'm like, who the, who the fuck is that? In, inflammation. What is going on? Inflammation. Oh, wait, that's Joe yeah. in the future. That's Joe 15. But you're going to look younger than that 15 years from now. Yeah. I'll bring, I'll, I'll, I'll find that footage and I'll send you a bit of it and you'll just be like, what? Yeah. Because it's not like you were unfit. No, it's it's not. It's just 
like all that, fl- that additional fluid retention. Yeah. And in fact, another experiment that I did in the last two weeks was I reintroduced creatine back into my training. Oh yeah, like, how'd that go? Well, I put on about three kilos of, of extra weight from all the extra fluid. And I just dumped that shit. Not, yeah. not taking it anymore. So I'm, I'm not really taking any supplements other than my hemp protein. That's awesome. You're on and, cold and, showers oh, as well too, right? And some tablets. Um, cold showers, occasionally. Okay, occasionally. Oh, so it's not a daily thing. No. Nah. Because I've found that's huge for my joints. Like a five-minute one, a timed five-minute pure cold, especially in winter mm. when it's really cold, when it's like you dread it, but you get in anyway. That was a complete game changer for all of my injuries, my knees and my ankles. It, I couldn't, like, you know, I was doing a lot, a lot of running and I've got a bit yeah. of a sore foot right now, so I haven't run in a couple of months, but... I got that 10K down to 38 minutes roughly or 39 minutes for the Canberra Times Fun Run. The idea of doing that when I hadn't had cold showers and was eating all that gluten was a nightmare. I couldn't run 3K without just having to stop. But the cold showers were the first thing that let me even start running before I even changed the diet. That was the one thing where I was having a five-minute cold shower every morning and all of my joints went back to normal. Yep. So, I, I, I do the cold showers. I just don't do them all the time. Like if I yeah. do if I do weight training, I do a hot, a hot shower. If I do like a really hard ride then yeah. I'll do a hot shower if I do like a jog I'll do a cold shower well, yeah. so, so anything aerobic I do cold showers anything strenuous yeah. um, that's like broken down muscle tissue like yeah. weight training or, or a really hard ride I'll do a warm shower well yeah Rhonda Patrick I think was saying don't do don't do a cold shower any sooner than one hour after weightlifting. yeah because your yeah, body and, is and I doing shower it. pretty much straight away yeah so, so hot shower yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I agree with that 100% yeah yeah uh, so what else have you been doing? So other than that, um, I, th- I think I think I'm doing all the right things because I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, so eating well, sleeping reasonably okay. You know, exercise is going good. Um, sleep is probably in, in in addition to eating too many calories. Sleep is probably the only other thing that that I maybe need to put more effort into. Because How much sleep are you getting? I, I'm, right I'm, now? The, I'm the kind of person if I sleep anything less than eight hours, yep. I'm operating at a suboptimal level the next day. So how much? So are not as focused. How much are we sleeping right now, Joe? I think the last week I probably averaged about seven hours and forty. You know, and seven forty. You so want to do eight thirty? Got to be, got to be eight. eight What's hours. your ideal? Eight hours. Eight hours. Eight hours. Eight hours or more. Somewhere between eight and eight and a half. Can I set you a challenge now? From now until the next podcast. If it's ten days or it's five days or it's seven days, you average eight hours a day. Yeah, and you can choose a challenge for me. Yeah, well, that would require you rocking up to my house on time. So um, you're contributing to my inability to achieve that target. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Thank you. What you should do is you should thank <coughs> the people who designed the Canberra Centre car park with their one lane exiting, <laughs> and so that. sitting in the Canberra Centre car park for. 30 minutes it's ridiculous isn't it it's a little confusing they've added another floor on top to the all day car park and to be honest I shouldn't be there I only drove to I, I'm trying to write again catch the bus every day for environmental financial time reasons but I can't catch a bus out here so I have to drive and so that just adds so I leave work at the right time and if I was parking somewhere else, I would just be here. We, we just got to we've got to coordinate, you know. Oh, yeah, well, actually, yeah. no, that's not that's not going to work, is it? Because then how are you going to get home? Well, no. The other problem there as well because I could pick you up. But the other yeah. problem there as well was just that I was planning to get into work earlier, but because of this film and catching up, I was just I couldn't get into work any earlier than I did, and so yeah. I had to leave work when I did, and that's just where we are. But yeah. um, ideally, I would be catching. I want. I, I'm mean to catch the bus into work most days. 
and I mean to catch the bus home. I, I like the idea of catching a bus from the perspective that you can just sit there and listen to like an audio book or something like that. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, speaking of which, so I mean, I've, I've spoken about diet and I've spoken about sleep and training and all that's going well. You haven't swell. mentioned your training. What are you doing for your training? Just the hundred kilometer rides, long rides. So, so right, right now I'm just doing long distance stuff, and yeah. in a couple of weeks I'm going to start my build training. So that'll be, th- it'll be three months, of of pretty solid riding, sure. doing fast stuff to try and improve my average speed. Yeah. Looking at the first few weeks of my training plan, which are going to be a little bit, I'll, I'll say easier in inverted quotes. Yeah. Um, looking at that plan. It's, Building it, up. Yeah, it's going to hurt. It's it's like hard intervals, that kind of shit, like where, you, where you put yourself under a lot of pressure to sort of train the body to, to deal with that extra level of intensity. So, so that'll be in about three weeks' time. I've got another, you know, three weeks of just sort of long distance aerobic level work. Yep. I've got a race resistance, coming up this weekend. Resistance training. Three days a week. I want to start incorporating yoga or and some hardcore stretching um, on a more regular basis. Again, that's just you know discipline. And, I'd yeah. like to talk to you about isometric holds at some point as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. We'll talk about that later because it's hard to. It's something you need to visually demonstrate. But I reckon if you tried that for a month, you would never turn back. I'm wondering if, um, especially with the injuries you've had. Yeah, I think I think stretching is something I need to improve on. I'm one. What what I was thinking was, I wonder if there's like a nice stretching class that I could probably do maybe after work one day a week or something like that to learn a bit more. You mean? Not only that, but there's also the uh, the social aspect, I guess, of interacting with sure, other people yeah. rather than just doing it, you know, my own solo training, which is what I normally do. But but that aside, um, I think the other really important thing that's worked really well for me is 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 brain food through. You know, reading stuff and listening to stuff. Oh yeah, um, that's been audio books, audio books and meditation, which I've mentioned before. But um, yeah, the audio books, like I said, I'm I'm reading like a book book and a half a week now. You're currently listening to Hyperion still, correct? I am. I am. How's Some that li- one going? That that's genuinely fun to listen to because it's pretty full on, and it's... and I'm really enjoying the story. I just finished reading chapter. I think it was chapter seven. With um, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Anyone who's going to read Hyperion, skip forward Cassard's, about a minute Cassard's or two. story. Yeah, okay. Oh, we won't ruin anything. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was talking to Alf about because I know has you know, he Alf, listened to it. Alf, Alf loves sci-fi, and yeah. I said, "Dude, get into Hyperion because it's really good." He would so, love it because he loves Dune. I, I know he would love. Shout it. Shout out to Alf. Alf, if you're listening, which I will tell you to listen after we finish this, to have a listen because there's a whole <laughs> section about about you. <laughs> This is about you We've got to get Alf in on the podcast. We do. We Alf do. designed the amazing logo. He did. The Beast Knocky logo. He's an amazing an Amazing artist. job. Um, Hyperion. Alf, you got to listen to it. you got to read it. Whatever you do, you just got to get into it because mm. it is... Uh, you'll love it. I absolutely know you will love it. It's and you know, really Bradley Cooper bought the rights to it and is trying to get... So he's serious about it. Oh yeah, he owns the rights. Right. He bought it a few years ago and he's been trying to option getting it made. One of the reasons he makes all these films, I believe, with the Jennifer Lawrences of the world is to build up that money and um, it's draw. So he can... I think he would play the console. Ah, okay. Yep. Who is... I, I don't know. It, I, I'm going to struggle to talk about... Because I'm, I'm getting excited about about talking about Hyperion, but at the same time, I don't want to spoil it um, for Alf because I know he's going to listen oh, to Oh, yeah. This. I'm just going to mention... Oh, there's characters in it. Oh God, I'm just so excited about you getting to the next characters. <laughs> so I'm, it, I'm, I'm, oh. I'm, I'm on a, what's his face? Um, 
uh, oh, Solinius. Um, oh, Martin Solinius. Martin Solinius. Martin Solinius. Yeah, the poet. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, so I'm on that now. The poet. Yeah. Oh, I love the way they talk about poetry in that book. It's yeah. like a, it's considered almost like an art. Yeah. Like it is an art, like a science. Sorry. It's References considered to a, Keats and stuff like that. Yeah. All the classics. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Good. Delicious book. Amazing book. Thank you for getting me onto that. No, not as well. Hey, I've got so many others to recommend if you like that as well. Different awesome ones that I've listened. Because I've been listening to Audible for now for five or six years. Yeah. And one I still think you should definitely listen to is the Harry Potters. My girlfriend has been listening to to those. She's just started. She had not listened to them ever before. She's now four books deep and just loves it. Yeah, no, no, I don't Shout out to you, Anna. No, no. Hey, Anna. (laughs) What's that? (laughs) Yeah, so, yeah. The, yeah. the, the whole audiobook thing has been amazing. The whole podcast thing has been amazing. Mm. Listening to, you know, uh, uh, Primal Blueprint, listening to Joe Rogan more than anything else. Yeah. Occasionally listen to Lance Armstrong, who I was talking to Hong it's an An interesting about. Po- is he on he's iTunes? A, or is it just he's on SoundCloud? Just, he's, a, he's, damaged, he's a damaged human being. He's a specialist. <laughs> I think, yeah, I mean, th- th- this whole situation with him and the whole drug thing, right? Yeah. Um, you know, people have called him a, a sort of classic textbook um, sociopath. Yeah. But watching him in this podcast, he strikes me as someone who just literally has no human emotion, and he he struggles to actually demonstrate empathy with others. I think he really struggles with that. He's um, so it seems very fake. He, he, when I, when I watch him, it's like oh, this is really awkward because he's he's trying to show empathy and and he can't because he's just not capable of, of, of genuine emotion. That's interesting. I hadn't, I listened to a couple of episodes. I hadn't picked that up. I'll have to listen to That's, a bit more. Look, maybe it was I just, started at the beginning. Maybe it was his guest. I don't know. But yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. really Who was weird. the guest? Mia Khalifa, the poor, former porn star. <laughs> yeah, so. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I listened to one of the ones I heard was uh, interviewing one of his favorite musicians and he was really talking about the soul of the music and all this stuff. Um but I'll I'll have a listen to a few more. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe he was just awkward around her. Maybe, maybe I don't, I don't know. But it was really weird. Um, yeah, certain so, things make certain people behave awkwardly. Joe Jogan, I still uh, Joe Rogan, I think. Jogan, um, I reckon we just call Jogan, him Jogan, call him Jogan, Jogan from now on. He's, I reckon he's the best at it. He's, he's been doing it for such a well, long time. Well, he's him and Adam Carolla are the two biggest ones in the world, I would think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and there's. Ferris is pretty good too. Um, in fact, there's a book that I'm listening to now that's narrated by Ferris. It's called the um, uh, Something Obstacles in Life. Uh, so it's yeah, it's pretty good book from what I've read so far. Yeah, I've yeah. read about four chapters. But cool, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Uh, Tuesdays with Mari. I strongly recommend you have a read when you get some time. Really I've, good book. Um, yeah, I've seen, have you seen the film with Hank Azaria? Based on that book, yeah, it's, it's okay. off the book. It's that's um, it was one of the first serious roles I saw Hank Azaria, Azaria in. Okay, because he's you know the Simpsons, you know, yeah, yeah, Doctor yeah. Nick, all yeah. that stuff. He's a funny guy. Yeah. He's a funny guy, but he's an amazing serious actor, and it's a real shame that um, I'm sure he has done a lot of other stuff that I just haven't seen. But he's <clears throat> he's really really good in that. He plays the lead. Okay, the main guy, and it's um yeah, I'll check out the book sometime. It's it's interesting, so and it's, it's Jack Lemon plays the old guy in the film. Okay, yeah, cool. Jack Lemon's pretty cool. Yeah, they both they both really hold it together. I think I saw it at school. I think they played okay. it to us in religion class. Beautiful book. Yeah, yeah, I'll check it out. Did you listen to the audio book of that? I did. Awesome. Um, narrated by the guy who the, the real guy, uh, Mike, whatever his name is. Yeah, the student. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. 
What's your What's your next audio book you're gonna get into after Hyperion? Well, I'm already doing one. Like, like I said, I'm I'm constantly doing these, you're man. Like, I finish right, yeah. one and then I get another one. But mm-hmm. but I don't get any more than one. So Hyperion is one that I've sort of got on the side to sort of break up. It's the like a fictional fun one. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I sort of yeah, I will listen to that a few hours a week and then I'll go back to my sort of more educational. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Hyperion's quite. You have to be quite. You have to pay attention. Yeah, absolutely. If you if you switch off for like a minute, you you're like, what the <laughs> you know, fuck? What's what, going on? What yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a whole world. It's a whole experience. So, 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 what was I going to say? I was going to say that. Um, shit, I forgot. Yeah, Hyperion is great. Mm. Oh, that's right. My pin interest. So I put my book list up in pin interest, and and anything that I read that I recommend, I put up there. Okay. Um, so how many books have you got there now? I think there's about twenty three, twenty four books. Wow, excellent! That's and a lot of books. That's good. And, and and the theme there, I guess, is you know sort of personal development and and health related um, topics. Um, and and Hyperion is probably the only one that sort of sits outside that, being being a sci fi book. Awesome. Uh, oh, Ready Player One as well. Oh yeah, that was awesome. That was a sci fi book. Um, but I like the idea of sort of maybe maybe I might just maintain that that sort of pattern for a while, which is read a sci fi book and read. Well, I think it's a good idea to have. I've always got a few on the go. So I'll have like an educational one, um, an autobiography, like a non-fiction real life that is just general interest, like a, a comedian like Simon Pegg, his autobiography is quite good. Okay. Stephen Fry's autobiographies are quite good. And then I'll have like a fictional narrative going. So yep. I might have another sci-fi similar to Hyperion going and then I've got someone else's autobiography. Then I've got the brain that changes itself and then I've got a few podcasts and it depends on what I feel like that day. Yeah, good good combination. So, yeah, so you just yeah, you've got all the different options and you don't have it's like with T V shows, you don't have to watch one T V show at a time. I'm struggling with T V right now. I'm not enjoying it. Well that's um There's this yeah. I, I think all the good shows that are that I like are, are either I haven't f- f- you know, fully aired yet or, mm. or on hold, you know, 'cause I'm waiting for the next season to come out. But they require um, a lot of time and you can't do other stuff while you're doing them. Yeah. They require a lot of investment. I got a new segment for the podcast. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you and it's theoretical obviously I want you to make a choice between two films that I know you love imagine you could only ever you have to get rid of one and keep one this is related to the TV shows and you know, films if you had to choose between Terminator 1 and Alien 1 which Termin- film would you keep and which film would you get rid of and why and don't give your answer straight away talk about why first and when you first saw them. Okay, so Terminator One. This is this is a funny memory. Actually, I'm surprised that I remember it, but um, very special in a way. So I actually saw Terminator when I must have been. I must have been at least five years old. Yep, Fiasco uh, Street. Are we talking? Nah, this is back in Chile, and I remember watching it on a black and white TV on my parents' wow. bed. In wow. the south of Chile, in Osorno, which is where I was born. Sorry, what was the city name? Osorno. Osorno, yeah. How big is that town? Oh, jeez, maybe like 20,000 people. 20,000. So, it's an agricultural in town in the yeah. south of Chile. Um, so, I remember watching that movie on a black and white TV. A little, little At the age TV. of five. At the age of five. I, just, I, I remember Amazing. the start and the text and I remember the So, you the, and James Cameron, the lightning. There's, there's, there's history there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Alien, Alien, I didn't see until I was here, until much older. Well, just quickly, you were five. Sitting on your bed watching a black and white TV of Terminator. Yeah. Subtitled? Oh, I, I can't English? remember that. I think it might have been dubbed. 
they, dubbed. They don't yeah, do subtitles. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they dub them. Yeah. And thoughts of it. You loved it? Or you were just intrigued but you were scared by it? I think I was probably both. Yeah, it would have been pretty scary for a five-year-old. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And and the way that that movie was filmed is quite effective in in its... Uh, I think I think you said this before. It's it's almost like a slasher film. It <laughs> is, yeah. But, well, that's the reason I chose both these films. They're sci-fi slasher films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely Alien. Um, yeah. Terminator maybe is a little... Maybe not quite as... It's not traditional in as much as they're trapped in a room. Yeah. But yeah. it's very much the horror film of the one person going through killing everyone. But it just happens that the killer is a robot from the future coming back to kill a future rebel leader. It's crazy. How subversive it's, is it's that? It's awesome. So Unreal. I, look, I love them both. So when did you first see Alien though? Let's break that one down. Uh, must have been... I would have been in my maybe eight... Nine, ten. Still very young. Yeah. For that kind of film. I did see Aliens before I saw Alien, though. Ah. James Cameron again. Mm. Another piece of the puzzle mm. coming together. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So, yeah, so that was almost a prequel for you. Pretty In much. your mind, that was a prequel. Because Aliens, Aliens, the second, the sequel, is a standalone film. You don't have to have seen the first one to see the second. Yeah. They tell you everything you needed to know very, very quickly. And then they take you on the journey. But, but just that it, you know, with, with the exception of maybe uh, the new um, Blade Runner. But even then, that's that's sort of on its own level as well. I'd say the new Blade film. Runner is a standalone film. That's you don't have to have seen the first Blade Runner for that at all. Hmm. Mm, interesting because I'm I personally am I love the book I'm not a fan I, I really like parts of the book I don't love it I like a lot of parts of the book I don't like the original film I like the art design I don't like the film I like the film I think if I would if I'd never seen the first movie and watched the new one I would not have had the same connection that I did to the True. world so when 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 I saw the new one I was already just 100% yeah. into it like just yeah, um, from from the first you know few frames, first you know few minutes of the movie, it's yeah. like wow, this is. I was just into it, totally, totally immersed in it. Yeah. Well, really let me let me it. say this. I think the film is actually a sequel to the book. Well, they're going to make a new one, another one. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. I love that they made enough money for that. I yeah. still haven't seen the short films. So it did you buy the Blu-ray? No, I no, I haven't yet. I'm planning to buy a copy of the Blu-ray. I mean, they're on YouTube, but I want to. Um, yeah, and no, I want to watch buy. the short films. Uh, kind of like supporting. Um, yes. De- anything, Denny, Denny? Is it? I heard him. They were pronouncing his name as Denny. Denny Villeneuve or Villeneuve or something oh, really? like that. It was something weird. They're like, oh, Denny Villeneuve, and I'm like, Dennis Villeneuve. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He's awesome. But yeah, so. I haven't yeah. answered the question yet. No, I know. Do you want me to answer yes, it? Yes, I want you to answer the Terminator. Answer. You choose Terminator? Yeah, Terminator. I, I have this thing about the whole... Do you remember the nightclub tech noir? Yes. So it's the whole 80s punk, cyberpunk type thing. Yeah. That I just find incredibly um, uh, appealing. Kind of like, you know, like in the Incal or the Fifth Element or even, even Blade Runner. Like they all sort of try and... They all sort of talk about that. Uh, you know, I was a big fan of, of Dread comics when I was yeah. when I was a kid as well. And, and they all and draw very strongly from the Jodaverse, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Th- yeah. Th- that is the common thing between them. So, um, playing Syndicate, you know, the I was going to say XCOM, Syndicate. Like, yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff, man. Yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah. There's a common theme there. I, I just, I'm fascinated by it. 
totally fascinated by. I love it. That kind of future, violent future technology. Yeah, yeah. Anti-utopia type thing. Um, the, what, what's it called? Is it do- uh, juice, juice X? Is it juice or dois? Whatever you call it anyway. So deus, 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 deus X, X. Machina or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that the, the PS4. Um, oh, yeah. They released that on the Wii U. I thought about getting it. It's one of the highest ranked games on the Wii U. It's the so it was a, so it was free on the on the, on the the PSN network. And, oh, really? Um, Did you get it? Yeah, yeah. For sure, man. It was good. Yeah. Well, it's just having time to play that thing. Exactly. But I, I played yeah. about maybe an hour and a half and I thought, wow, this is this is full on. And I know it's like a, a game that you sort of need to... You could spend 100 hours playing easy. I just remembered Time Splitters. You know, every level was in a different time zone. Yep. They had a level set in basically Blade Runner. Wow. Oh. With like the step one, like the voiceovers when you're on the streets and the Asian stuff. Everywhere. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. The whole... They did a whole like... There's a Western level. That game, as a first person shooter, there's a level set in Notre Dame. There's a level set in the Wild West and all the weapons matched. There's a level set 2400 years in the future. Like super sci-fi up on a space station and then there was a, a Blade Runner level yeah that's cool it was so cool god that was a lot of fun anyway Altered Carbon what was the show that I was really excited about I need to go back and watch it again because I yeah, saw six episodes and I just got lost so yeah. um, I think I think if I watch it again I'll, I'll enjoy it more but um, product production is really good yep uh, but I think I don't know. I think I think they're trying to compress too much of the story into. It's really hard when people try to make something epic from day one because mm. they don't tell enough stories to get you engaged. Like the whole Game of Thrones thing, get you engaged first and then branch out into twenty different storylines. Whereas some some things try to start with too many storylines at once. Uh, I think, and they're uh, too complicated. It just feels like the writers are. Are wasting valuable screen time on things that are probably not all that important or interesting in the grand scheme of things. I don't know. That, that's just, I could be completely yeah. wrong, and I think I need to go back and watch it again, which I will. Did you see the Luc Besson film, the recent one he did no. about the two young, um, kind of like space CIA agent type people? It's a again a Jodiverse rip. Um, something in the city of a thousand valerian in the city of a thousand planets i saw half of it on the plane the other the other day when i was the other week when i was flying to flying to alice springs um interesting really interesting but it's a new movie oh it's like two years old it's on netflix i think yeah valerian in the city of a thousand planets clive owens in it in a small role um yeah luke besson sci-fi movie sci-fi yeah all it's set thousands of years i reckon give it a go and okay, I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. I will watch that. It's okay. it reminds me heaps of the Fifth Element. Cool, cool. Like that, I'm, I'm excited already. Yeah, yeah. Um, it stars two people who I wouldn't have start, I wouldn't have cast, but if you give them a minute, you get used to them. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I'll definitely check it out. They look, they kind of look like their parents might have bought them roles in this film. Okay, might happen. The next question: Terminator Two, Alien Two. Aliens uh, versus Terminator 2. See, this is the thing. You've just gotten rid of Alien and you've got to choose between Terminator 2 and Aliens. I would get rid of Terminator 2. That's a tough one. But I would get rid of That's Terminator crazy. 2. That's full on. Let's revisit that for a minute. You first saw Terminator 2... I'm imagining you seeing that with Rod for the first time for some reason. Uh, I did see it with Rod, yeah. actually. Yeah. This was back in 19... 19- what was the last championship that... Uh, 92, I think, or 91? Remember when the Raiders were like really good? The Canberra Raiders, yes. the rugby league yes. team? They were so, I remember them winning a championship on a hot summer afternoon. Yeah. And after that was oh, finished... Look, do you remember the vibe in Canberra? 
when the Raiders were in a it, grand final. It was, <gasps> I remember the whole... It was whole, like there was a bushfire with no fire. And the whole freaking city, man, everyone was wearing the t-shirts. It was like, a you know, buzz. The ones with the, the back-to-back uh, titles and yep. stuff like that. Yep. It was full yep. on. But, but yep. the team was amazing. Right? Oh. See, I, I don't, I'm not a fan of rugby league, but but I have memories of, of guys who, they were artists, like, yeah. you know, like Ferguson. Ricky um, Stewart. Ricky Stewart. Those guys, and they, they had unique... Uh, yeah. uh, you know, skills. I guess they, they were like Messi's and Ronaldo's of rugby. Like. Yeah, exactly. Like the, it's it's kind of like tennis. Like, I've lost interest in tennis because no one yeah. does anything different in tennis anymore. It's yeah. just with the exception of Federer, who I I, I just don't like anyway. But anyway, even though yeah, amazing. I agree hundred percent. The technology has killed the artistry of tennis. Yeah, the rackets and the courts and the balls. If they went back to grass courts with wooden rackets and the old tennis balls, it'd be a lot more entertaining. A lot more serve volley. Yeah. Get rid of the eight. Get rid of the faults. Why do you need two chances to get the ball in? Why do you get two chances at a free point? Anyway, that's my little soapbox on tennis. On, on, on te- and, and on rugby league, it just seems like you know it's just all power and speed. And well, you know what happened? There's like no kicking game. You know what happened? Rupert Murdoch happened. Super League happened. Rupert Murdoch and um, what's his name? The fat one. Who's the good Channel Pe- Nine guy? Pe- peptides happened. Oh, mm. Packer. No, but Murdoch and Packer had a fight about who got to own rugby league, and Super League happened. Yeah, that's and it right. destroyed the game. Yeah. Anyway, greed changed the Australian past. One of the Australian pastimes. So Terminator Two. It was Grand Final Day. Yeah, and then we then we went to. Uh, but he, but here's the crazy thing about Terminator Two at the movies for the very first time. You we saw went, it at the theaters. Yeah, yeah. Went to Monica. How did you get in? Hold on, we went to Monica, and and we missed the movie. And then we thought, because we were too late, and we thought, shit, let's uh, let's try Electric Shadows, the how original. Old, how old were you? Um, oh, geez, I don't know. Maybe we're 10 or 91, nine. right? 91. Yeah, was, yeah. Year four? I was nine years old. Yeah. Year, th- year three, actually. I think year 90. three. Year three, year four. Yeah. I, and then no, it wasn't Electric Shadows, it was Center Cinema. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was a great cinema. What's the name old of that school. nightclub there now? Academy. Academy. So it was. I can't believe Academy's still open. True. So we, my dad rushed down there and we. Oh, you went with your dad and Rod? My, my dad, my mum, my sure. sister. Oh, Rod. all of you. And uh, then we rock up there, we buy our tickets, we just made it, and we walk into the theatre and it was the, uh, the, the opening titles. Um, the oh. opening title. So. And I thought, awesome. No spoilers here, by the way. We made it. Someone might be listening who's never seen Terminator 2 and doesn't know the story of Terminator 1. No one who's listening to this or who deserves to listen to no, this. No, no, no. There is one specific person who I haven't shown the film Oh, really? To yet, okay, who well, I don't want to spoil it Okay. I, I, I take that back then. But anyway, so walked into the movie thinking everything everything's all good. All right, we made it just in time. Yeah. It's just the opening sequence. <laughs> yeah. Did, didn't know until the video came out that we actually missed the start which is amazing that would have been a that would have been like a little treat when you got the video because mm. it doesn't ruin the film not seeing that part I've seen that movie a hundred plus times oh of course I probably I don't love it any. I love it I don't love it anywhere near as you I've seen it that many times probably more I don't know because sort of the movies then I managed to get my hands on a pirated version of the yeah. movie. Yeah, back Which when it, we used to get VHSs and they were yeah, dodgy man. as hell. And I had that, and then the, then the video came out, and then got that, and then I got myself a copy of that, and then mm-hmm. and then, then the DVD, and then you was know. that like a, a widescreen one or a full screen pan and scan? Uh, it would have been pan and scan originally, right? And then you would have got a special edition full um, widescreen one. Well, because wh- the TVs back then we had, we had were so small. The pirated copy that I had was 
was the 16 by 9 It was the widescreen. Um, oh, but the one but, you bought would have been the, pan and scan. Yeah. Yep. So let me tell you this quickly. Terminator 2. Talking about TVs, remember my old Sony TV? It used to seem so big. Mm. It was like 64 centimeters. It's, it's six, crazy. Six, it, was, it was 24 inches and it was massive. And then my biggest memories of Terminator 2, I hadn't seen it growing up. We go to Duratone Hi-Fi and they take us in the back room. And Ben and Dad had already seen this. They put on the laser disc, I think, of Terminator 2. And they've got a surround sound system that costs $45 billion. And they've got their biggest low television in there. Love television in there. Back when they were the kings of CRT televisions. And those TVs weighed 60 kilos because the glass was obscene. And it comes on and it's just the the opening, you know, the opening bit I'm talking about. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, this is unreal. The excitement of it all. And then the explosion bit happened. And it's like, doo, 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 doo. and and the soundtrack as well, you know, oh, with um, the soundtrack is Brad, uh, uh, what's his name, Brad Fid- Fiddler? No, Brad Fiddler's the rugby league player, but I know it's Fiddler. Friedel, 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 Brad Friedel, Brad Fried, it's Friedel, Friedel, yeah, Friedel, yeah. Brad Friedel, there. Another story, Camille, my Alaskan Malamute, very similar to a wolf. First time I played Terminator 1 on the projector, she heard that, freaked out. At the end of Terminator 1, that sounds like a wolf howling. She went, huh, ran up, sniffed the speaker, and then went and hid under the couch. <laughs> so good. She freaked out. Such it, a good idea. It's so evocative. A great soundtrack elevates a film. Amazing movie. And then, that's that's one then thing. Then they killed the franchise after that. Well, yeah, of course it was too subversive. But that's one thing that the Alien franchise has always lacked, is a non-tacky theme. You know, Terminator had that theme. Star Trek has that theme. No, Aliens has got um. It's got the, awesome music. I love the music. One and two. What did the three was completely different. Yeah. That they, they they took a completely different direction with that, which I wasn't until sort of. We'll, we'll get to three in a I second. Enjoy that. We'll get to three in a second. So uh, you're choosing to get rid of Terminator 2. You went and saw that at Center Cinema. Because I got rid of Alien of the first one. But so if, you get, if I get rid of Alien 2, then there's never any Aliens. Never any Terminators. Oh, yeah. Yeah, never any Aliens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, not necessarily. Because my next question is Terminator 3 versus Alien 3. Well, that's, that's not even a... It's ch- not even a question, but yeah. I'm asking it. Well, Terminator 3 is, is a joke so so yeah, you, it's no choice so that's the thing this is where it gets really interesting because Terminator 3 is actually a much better film than Terminator 4 yeah I don't disagree Alien Resurrection or Terminator 4 Alien Resurrection you're getting rid of that no no no, no. Yeah, get, get rid it. of Terminator 4 keep Alien Resurrection yeah because as much as you may not like Alien Resurrection Terminator 4 is actually a joke it is a joke. Yeah. Yeah. So you could have gotten rid of the... F- you could have kept the first two Terminators, possibly, and then it still had Alien exist. Yeah, but you see, you see 3, Alien 3 is not... You know, it, it's not James Cameron, right? So th- there's something quite unique about Aliens, which, you, you know, you, you can't erase that. So I, I have Well, to that's the thing. <coughs> that's the big one thing about 2 versus 2. It's, it's Cameron versus Cameron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So tough, tough choices, Chris. Tough it's choices. an interesting franchise off though, isn't it? It's an interesting comparison. Well, I'm glad they made them. Oh, yeah. Where would... I was thinking the other day, I was talking to um, someone about films and I was talking about the biggest sci-fi films that have come out in the last couple of years still, in the last year. The Alien Covenant and Prometheus, huge. Uh, the new Blade Runner came out. And um, what was the other one? The new Star Wars that came out. And and they're still huge. These are some of the biggest franchises in the world still right now coming out. And they all draw hugely from the Jodorowsky June still, project. Yeah. I've been telling everyone at work, like sci-fi fans, you've yeah. got to watch Jodorowsky's June. You yeah. Know, and and uh, you know, it's, 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 it's fascinating. It is. Um, speaking of which, yes. June, Villeneuve. <sighs> so is he doing the next Blade Runner? I'm so excited. Yep. Yep. So he's doing both. Yep. So he's going to make a Dune film and a Blade Runner. I hope. I hope so. I hope. I hope they. You know, he does them one after another. But I mean, we know he's working on Dune now. Um, oh, that's I, I don't think the Blade Runner is, he doing uh, is Blade? locked in yet. Yeah. But but um, yeah. I think is he doing Dune in one film, or is it going to be two I, or three parts? It could I, be three parts, like Lord of the Rings, I don't if know. you do it right. I don't know. I don't know how you tell that story that way though. But once he finishes Dune, and then. And then does uh, uh, the next Blade Runner? He should do Hyperion. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. He I've he would go down in in the history books as the greatest sci-fi. He would. I've heard. Of all time. I think they're doing Hyperion more like a Game of Thrones, as a TV series. Okay. On the I think the Sci-Fi Channel optioned it. So that like in America, so that would be a thing where they would probably, you know, how they it's sort of broken down into five or six different separate stories. Yeah, they could probably do two one-hour episodes per story, with interlinking parts. You could give Villeneuve anything, and he would. Oh, he could definitely do it, but I don't know if he'd do the TV show because it's so dense. I would hate to see that broken into a two-hour film. Like Father Paul Duray's story, that's almost a feature film in itself. Hyperion as a TV show. It's tough, isn't it? It could it it could work over several seasons. Yeah, well, I think, yeah, it's pretty full on. It it really depends on who's adapting. I'm sure you could adapt it into any way if you did it right. Exciting times. There's going to be oh, some good stuff. There's so much good stuff, and so much good stuff that could be made. It's like maybe a documentary um, about. <laughs> A mockumentary about uh, performance enhancing drugs could be discussed in the future mm, as well. Mm. Yeah, I like that idea. So do I. I like that idea. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Well, how are we going for time? Time is time for me to get to bed if I'm going to, uh, you know, stay committed to getting that sleep, getting that sleep for the next ten days. Get so we'll um we'll end it there. We'll and, end uh, it here. After we stop this, I'll show you that lights, camera, action film quickly. And cool then, man. Then I'll hit the road. Cool. Try and hit some of these kangaroos. Try and miss some of them. It's been a pleasure, and um yeah yeah good episode. First back after not doing one for after a couple of weeks. weeks. Yeah yeah cool. Good to be back. And shout out to Alf. Shout out to Anna. Shout out to Raf. Our three listeners. Peace, everyone. I hope that uh, you're all looking after yourselves. And um, yeah, hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks, Bye. guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Podcast.